0: Hey everyone, thank you for listening to another episode of Spoiler Force Podcast. You can find all episodes on any podcasting platform like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, and watch episodes on YouTube. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe, and make sure to follow Spoiler Force on all social media platforms at Spoiler Force Podcast. This is Mark Witten. This is Adam
1: MacArthur. This is Anne Yatko. Hey
0: everybody, this is Michael Yurchak. This
1: is Erica Harleker.
0: This is Daquan Wilshire. This is Rico Fajardo, and you're watching and you're listening to Spoiler Force Podcast.
1: Set your heart ablaze.
0: All right, so this is episode 137 of Spoiler Force Podcast. My name is Ricky, and thank you for tuning in. This week's guest, I have someone that I have been uh, fortunate to know this year uh, due to my cousin Michael or Art by Kuki. Uh, this is Clark Rankins, or also known as Art by Clark. Thank you so much for being on the show, bro. Uh, thank,
1: thank you for man. having me, man. Thank you.
0: Uh, I, I do want to let the uh, listeners or reviewers know how we met the first time. We met at a mutual friend, uh, Sean, I think for his birthday party. Yes. You we were there and we were uh, we were talking about gambling or something like that. And that kind of just like rolled off. And that's how I, I got to know you personally. Um, but I I didn't know that you did art. Michael never mentioned that to me at all. Um, it yeah. wasn't until like he started doing his uh, vendors or his exhibitor stuff where he was like yeah Ricky you should get uh you should get Clark on he does art I'm like who's Clark he's like the guy you met at Sean's party I'm like he does art so I, I looked up your stuff and I'm like yo he's he's good yeah so, man uh so, so you know just for just for folks who don't who may not know you man how long have you been doing this
1: uh first off uh thank you man i i really appreciate everything and uh glad i met you too dude i, re- I really appreciate everything and all of this, of this support
0: but uh so i've been drawing
1: for let's see uh i started at a uh about i would say what 25 years now it's been about oh, 25 huh. years going on 25 so, and I've, I've loved every minute of it too, man. Started when I was eight years old. Uh, first drawing that I ever did was a drawing of Goku. Of course. So, of one course. of my all-time favorite anime characters right there.
0: I think Goku is like the, like the root or like the pillar of a lot of anime fans. Like, especially our, our age group, you know? Yeah. Like everyone loves Goku. Like, even, I'm not a great artist, but even I bought the Dragon Ball Z art books from the Scholastic bookstore stuff. I bought, it, yeah. I bought the tracing stuff. You know, you draw the spiky hair, all the Super Saiyan <laughs> stuff. Like I, I, I did all that myself too. And but I wasn't great. But it just shows you how influential, as much as I hate to admit it, it shows you how influential Goku is when it comes to like people like us who love anime or like all the, 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 yes. especially like the shonen fighting anime, you know, those tropes, like the big muscular characters, not like the characters now where they're really skinny and, and, yeah. looking. and um, they can do everything. man. Yeah. It's, OP. <laughs> it's
1: yeah. totally different. Yeah. He's a, he's the gateway for a lot of people. I feel yeah. like I know, um, when I first seen Dragon Ball Z that watching that was a just, it was a complete transformation from everything that I had seen beforehand. Because uh, before that, I, w- I was into Pokemon and watching Pokemon and stuff, but Pokemon is like Night and Day from Dragon Ball Z. And uh, Dragon Ball Z is is somewhat similar, I guess, to like Marvel and DC, but it's still in a realm of its own, you know, especially the art style. That was one thing that really stood out to me. The hair, uh, just turning into apes and stuff and powering up Ken, spirit bomb kamehameha like i yeah. loved cool
0: all that man well, i think that'd be pretty funny though imagine like if batman and superman are shouting out their moves too like you know, i you know? guess <laughs> <laughs> like, sounds cool when goku does it but when you when you see like superheroes like the dc or marvel characters do it it's like it maybe marvel because they you know they did the marvel vs. capcom so like you yeah know, hear them shot their attacks but watching it in an anime or like an animation cartoon like it, it, it's different versus the it show is. and stuff it sounds it a lot is. better when it comes to like, or it, it, the context of it is a lot better in anime versus like western cartoons it's yeah. the way that they do it
1: man because yeah. usually <laughs> when goku's doing kamehameha the scenes changing you know you see the blast getting ready to come out and all that all the energies gathering so they do it really well you know but like you said the batman was like a bat knife, you know, to something <laughs> like that. It, it just wouldn't fit. You're like,
0: what is he doing? All villains are like, what the fuck is he doing?
1: <laughs> Get ready, he's throwing a bat knife. <laughs> You're like, hold up. Uh,
0: uh. Yeah, so so you, I, I've seen some of your work. And um, you know, I I got to see it at Nishi Fest, but that that wasn't your first convention, was it? Or at least your first uh, exhibitor convention.
1: So that actually was Nishi Fest. So I've done some stuff in um, Deep Ellum, uh, but nothing. It it was not even close to the level that it was at Nishi Fest. That was my first official like actual anime convention oh, having shit. a booth
0: there. Mm-hmm. Damn, I. You, the way how you you, you and your partner how, how y'all were doing it man like it seemed like yeah. you guys knew what you were doing i didn't i didn't know that was your first time and that's good to, to know yeah that. thank you hey that's good
1: that means that we did some good homework because yeah. yeah we we were both like man we we watched videos of uh nishi fest last year to kind of get a layout uh and and see how to kind of set things up and then on top of that we just been watching youtube videos of like information like hey this is kind of what you want to think about whenever you set up your booth all kind of stuff like that and then we we're bouncing ideas off of each other too so all of that helped big time made a huge difference
0: yeah i i think that's a great way to like to for you guys to start especially like it's like it's not a small con but it's definitely more local for sure yes. and like starting at a, at a spot like that and then like get, you know starting to get your fan base that i think that's a great way for you and your and your partner to start on that kind of just getting your art out there because i i noticed that a lot of the things that you do draw uh, a lot of it's more traditional art style like you, you still have like a sketchbook and, you, ha- and yes. you have your pens like you still draw by hand which i mean it's still great but like a lot of the, the artists today you know they're slowly transitioning even michael like he, he's tra- transitioning to like the, the tablet or like the digital yeah. art you know that's is that something you're starting to dabble with yourself
1: i'm definitely starting to do that a lot more um So I've actually been into digital art for a few years now, maybe like four or five years now, but I don't normally post my digital art stuff online just because um, up until now, I've been so focused on the traditional side of things just because that's what I love doing. Uh, But as time is going on, I'm starting to realize more and more, uh, and I'm getting more serious about it, uh, I see the benefit of doing uh, digital artwork. So now I'm really starting to lean a lot heavier into my digital artwork creation. Uh, and I got I got a bunch of plans uh, going forward too. Like I have a manga that I'm working on right now. Uh, the digital aspect is gonna make that a lot easier uh, to create that manga and work on the character creation for that and uh, different color schemes. It just makes everything a lot easier, you know, and uh, it's very forgiving is very forgiving. So that's another thing. Uh, but yeah, I'm I'm stepping a lot more into uh digital artwork. I'd say about up until this point 90 to 95% of uh the stuff that I have done has always been traditional. Uh but going forward it's it's starting to become like more of a 50-50 type split.
0: Yeah. So Yeah, that that's a great way to kind of just like not so much a wean off but to to step in both worlds because I, I like I said digital art now I mean especially with all this AI stuff too right like everything is yeah. just like digital it's, it's you, have to, you have to do it quickly to share your stuff now because like I mean traditional art it's like the the form of it, it's still good it's a great base to still draw because like if I, I honestly don't think like drawing on a tab drawing on a t- I think tra- drawing on a tablet versus on paper it's still a very different feel
1: yeah, yeah. oh 100% yeah. especially with uh, just how slick the screen is Uh, So, one of the things, uh, one of my art friends, he put me onto this, but there's a uh, screen protector that you can get that feels like paper, more so like paper. So, now when I'm drawing, yeah, it feels, I mean, it's not like exactly the same, but it makes a big difference. Like, there's actually some grit to it, you know? So it, it makes a big difference, man. It's been helping me out a lot, and also too. Have you been seeing all the uh the AI uh, posts on Facebook that everybody's been doing? Yeah, uh, Lance,
0: <laughs> whatever it's called. Oh yeah, my God. everyone <laughs> has been doing it. I I am not gonna cave into that. I mean, it me looks neither. cool. It but does. I I've seen some posts, dude. Like a lot of art. Like even Ozzy made a post about it. Uh, Ozzy Ozzy has the virus. Like a lot yeah. of that art is, I guess you can say, theft. I don't want to say too much about it. I don't know the story behind it or what it is about. But apparently a lot of artists are – it's upsetting a lot of artists that are, you know, doing traditional and digital art. And it just makes the competition that much harder now because you can just go through an app and, like, create something out of nothing versus getting commissions by someone who can actually draw and do that or do styles similar to that. And I don't know, man. Like, I I honestly think, like, these apps like this, it's cool, like, all the filters and stuff like that. But it gets – It gets very repetitive. It's very recycled. Everyone jumps on this, like, for the first couple of weeks. I'm pretty sure within, like, the next month or two, it'll be gone. Like, everyone's going to forget about it.
1: Yeah, I know, um, speaking about uh, the death side of uh, the AI side of things, uh, I know I've also heard that how it, it depends on how they write the programs for the AIs and where they're getting the the source information for like the data, as far as like when you type in, hey, I want a brand new anime character or draw a female in the sky or something like that. Uh, a lot of people say that what the, I don't know, I can't speak for every program, AI, art generation program out there, but I know a lot of them, what they will do is they will scan a bunch of images on the internet and then they will combine those image those images to try and generate like a brand new image that has never been seen before. Uh, And I think that's where a lot of the artists are coming from when they say they're stealing other people's artwork. And there's been a lot of instances too where people will um, generate this AI art and it will look strikingly similar to something else that's already been done before. So that's another side of things. But I, I think it's I think it's really cool. I, I think it's I think it's one of those things that can be a double-edged sword, you yeah. know, depending on how you use it. If you're doing it mean, definitely tomorrow,
0: yeah, if it's for fun, like for social media use and yeah. like, you know, just like sharing stupid shit like that, then yeah, it's 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 cool. But I think it I think the problem is when it when people start making money off of it. Yeah, I think I think that's definitely. I mean that, yeah. that's definitely yeah. like the biggest issue for a lot of things. Once you start making money off of something that you don't have to really work hard on, it's yeah. too easy, you know? Like yeah. like kind of like how YouTube reactions are. People hate YouTube reactors because they watch other people's craft and react to it and then they still get paid for it. So <laughs> you don't have to like yeah. work hard for it.
1: Yeah, it's it's very easy, man. And you know, it's it's going to be interesting to see how things progress with this because I could see so you're going to have the group of artists that just utilize this and solely just use ai art but then they'll be straight up about it they'll be like hey all of the images that you see are ai generated yeah i sell it but then you're gonna have people that that like lie about it and say yeah. no this is i made all of this stuff up i did it all 100 and it's gonna be interesting seeing them like get called out Oh well, yeah because they're full of bs yeah oh
0: that that, that like it's a, that goes for everything man like like pretty oh, yeah. soon like everyone's going to be like a freaking cop online, you know, like, oh, this is, you didn't put your captions in, like, this is <laughs> AI generated, you know, like stupid little shit like that. And then of course, yeah. like you said, there's going to be people out there that ruins it for everyone. You know, maybe people genuinely want to share AI art, but then when people say, I mean, there's other folks out there who are like ruining it for everyone saying, oh, I made oh, yeah. this by hand. I made this myself. It, it paints a bad light for all the other artists that are genuinely trying to share like AI art like genuinely instead yeah. of just saying that it's there so it, it's it's like walking on eggshells bro it, it, it's uh, it's so hey. tough man yeah. but like i said i i really think that this is this is just a, a little phase it'll go away <laughs> yeah it's, i mean it's i i
1: think i think cuz from what the images that i've seen it does a really good job like some of the better programs they do a really good job of capturing the face and stuff and um even like the background as far as uh like landscapes, uh nature scenes and stuff, um, uh, but it's really tough with the hands, yes. like the hands always look like messed up, don't look very right.
0: <laughs> you, you see know? scary movie too, where the guy's like, take my strong hand, like <laughs> yeah. <that>. yeah like,
1: <laughs> grab it. <laughs> take Dude. my
0: strong hand. It looks like that. I've seen because I've seen AI art like that where it's like, yo, this looks really good. And then you look at the hands and it's like, oh, lopsided. Like, oh, okay. That's where you see kind of like with the falling off of it. No, I, I saw that. I don't know if you've seen this. There was like this one, AI, I believe it was AI art, where they did like a, like a prequel to Black Panther, like the first Black Panther-esque character. And it was all, all of it was, it looked AI generated and it, it looks, it looked really clean. Like it looked yeah. like a movie poster. So I think that's pretty cool. Uh, you know, and, 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 there's people that, that do it, you know, like if you, if you upload the right pictures to get scanned, like if you get a good face picture, yeah, of course, it's going to turn out great. I think that's what, what it's really cool, but it, it just depends on, on who's doing it, man. Like it really depends yeah. on, are, are you doing it for fun or are you trying to monetize it?
1: Yeah. Another thing too, another angle with it is, I don't know if you've heard about this, but this was, it was either sometime earlier this year or late last year. Uh, Did you hear about the AI-generated image that won a contest? It was like a pretty big deal.
0: Oh, Um, I I think I've I've probably seen a headline, but I didn't look into it.
1: Yeah, so I think, I want to say the image almost looked like somebody walking up to what the AI perceived to be like heaven and stuff. So they were kind of walking up a staircase, and then there was like, they had a hole, almost like the moon glowing, like at the top of the staircase and stuff. Um, But yeah, I, I, I want to say that was the image, I don't know, don't call me on it. But all I know is some AI image won one of those contests, so that'll be interesting to see, too, uh, going forward. Because, I mean, does that mean that, let's just say somebody used AI to, for, like, a portrait contest or an anime art contest or, you know, Webtoon contest or something, and it's all AI generated. You know, will they will they have to add in that line now saying, uh, no, we don't welcome any AI art generated, uh, you know, pictures or images in this contest, or will they be like, you know, that's fine. Or will you see some where it's just strictly only AI generated contests? So that'll be interesting too.
0: Yeah. That's a great point, dude. I, I honestly think they're going to, they're just going to make more categories at this point. Yeah. <laughs> like th- there's no way, there's no way people are, like, especially if, Like digital or traditional artists are like really hardcore about it. There's no way they're gonna try to compete with AI artists. They're gonna be like, no, they they need to have their own category. It's kind of like their own sport, sort of let them whoever's doing that do that, but then. I don't know man like there's going to be some of those folks too like you know it, it has to be fair and everyone has to be included <laughs> you know like there's going to be those people and it, it's yeah. I honestly think like the more the more we push those kind of boundaries dude it's it's just going to ruin it for everyone whether yeah. you enjoy it or whether you're serious about it and even for me like I love artwork but seeing stuff like this like just seeing how like, I don't want to say triggered but seeing how like upset artists are over like already just a starting point of this ai stuff. Yeah. And, and who who knows if it if it does continue, let's say like 5 years from now, dude, like it'll really like uh water down the market too cuz it's already hard enough. I mean, and and, I and I'm pretty sure you know this from experience. It's hard already to be an artist during this time. Even though it's easy to share your stuff and upload pictures and do all that, it you have to consistently be drawn, consistently be sharing, yeah. consistently being on social media and and trying to network and be, even though these these are great tools though uh, the competition is huge now because everyone's doing it
1: yes yes it is yeah i agree man um that's that's a that's a big thing uh it's just it's just making everything a lot harder for uh all of the artists that are already doing their thing trying to get their name out there um it's it's a lot harder to break through the crowd now that you have all this talk about ai generated art and then now you have it's is easy as, you know, download a program, go to website and just type it in, you know, superhero man, superhero woman, you know, anime character, whatever you wanna do, dog, cat, you know, uh, wolf, lion, it's, it's as easy as that. So um, that's definitely gonna make things a, a, a lot tougher for artists going forward. Uh, but I also think too, uh, the other side to that is it will also highlight why, you know, artists are still needed because, you know, yeah, you can get somewhat, somewhat specific with the AI-generated art by typing in, like, certain words and stuff, but it's not, it's not to the point to where it's so specific down to the T. Like, you could literally, it's almost like you have to upload images or you type in a phrase and then you hope what it spits out you like, you know, or is close to what you're going for. Like, if I, if I got a sheet of paper right now, I could sit down and draw exactly what I want to, you right. know. Um, I don't have to worry about uh, a, a program guessing for me and hopefully getting it right, you know. So, mm-hmm. it's, it's going to be something, man. It's going to be something. And, and the thing is, too, it's, I see it only getting better as well. So it's really going to, like, imagine what it's going to be like in the next five to ten years, you know, when you can actually enter in with, with more accurate pre- pre- precision to get the program to say, like, hey, I want a guy walking a dog down the street. You know, now you can bring animation into the picture and stuff, too. And then... Um, Talking about colors. I mean, really, I don't know. I, th- I think it's, it's hard for me to say exactly what it's going to be like because I think possibilities having to deal with this are, are pretty endless. Like right now, we're just seeing kind of the the beginnings of it, you know?
0: Yeah, I, I think it's a lot of trial and error at this point. Oh, like, yes. I, I think – I I don't think it's anything big to worry about until where like, until the point where you could talk to your phone and be like hey draw this for me you just oh, you yeah. can literally describe oh, yeah. it and it'll draw I it's, think that's yeah, when it gets like that's yeah. like you should start worrying. Like, that's exactly should, what
1: I'm talking about. Yeah,
0: when you can start describing shit to your phone and it draws it out like that okay, you don't even need to draw anymore at this point. You oh, can just you boy. just got to know your words.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's going to be a scary time too. And you know uh, since they got AI generated art now, you know, they, uh, there's AI generated music as well,
0: which is, I did not know that. So at all. The,
1: the AI generated music is, is way newer than the AI generated art and it doesn't sound as great, but man, here in like a couple more years, few years, I don't know, man, the, yeah. hey, musical artists gonna have to watch out too. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> to watch out too. People are gonna be coming out with albums.
0: Hey yo, this is an entirely AI generated album. This is my <laughs> third AI generated album. <laughs> no work or anything in there. Just man. my computer that it <laughs> dude. Oh my god. <laughs> that's like that's gonna just open the gateway for literally anybody can do whatever they want now. And then that's what's anybody. gonna suck. Cause then, Cause then at that point, man, like no one's gonna want to buy anything anymore. Like I yeah. think I honestly think like, even like if it's already this tough with art, like Traditional and digital artists being worried about like no one trying to buy art anymore or do commissions. Imagine like just the music market or like clothing mm-hmm. or like you know movies. You know, like AI generated movies. Like dude, like, no mm-hmm. one's gonna enjoy shit no more. Everyone's just gonna not spend money and it's just gonna ruin it. Like I guess I'd ruin it for everyone, but hopefully it doesn't get too bad. But I, I do want to bring it back to you though, Clark. You know, like you've been drawing for a, a very long time now, man. Um, so, anime has anime just been the inspiration for you then? When you first started, have you yes, have it you was. considered doing like comic book style art as well?
1: So, I've I've done a lot of different things. I, I've dabbled in doing comic book style art. I've dabbled in like drawing uh, Marvel DC characters. I've done animals before. I've done like landscapes before. I've also done graffiti art. Uh, I, I mean, I've I've tried it pretty much all um, and. It always comes back to anime. So that's like my my pride and joy. That's what I'm extremely passionate about. Um I used to I used to take a lot of work drawing a lot of other stuff um, aside from anime, but from my experience, I I was very unmotivated, even while getting paid to do this stuff, just because it wasn't really what I wanted to do, you know. Uh, I, I just don't light up the same way when I'm drawing like Bugs Bunny, or like if I'm if I'm making up a mascot for a client or something like that. Versus I'm just drawing anime characters.
0: Yeah, you have to pay attention to what's hot too, right? So you have to yes. uh, to see what your customers want. Like, I I was talking with uh, with Victor Koo, Mighty Pegasus last night, and he he does more like uh, he started off anime, but he does a good mix of like comic book style and anime. But he was telling me, like, when he went to these anime conventions selling his stuff, a lot of folks were, like, asking him, you know, uh, do you have Jujutsu Kaisen? Do you have, uh, you know, any of these mainstream animes? And he he had to, like, really take it back and be like, oh, man, like, I I have to know my market now because if I don't draw certain characters, I can't sell, you know? So for you, Clark, man, like, I, I know you watch anime as well. But, you know, do you find yourself trying to pay attention to what's hot as well when it when it comes to drawing? Oh, most definitely.
1: Uh, Yes. Um, Always, man. Always. Just because uh, I I think if you're if you're not drawing what people want, it's going to be hard to uh, make income as an artist. If that's something that you want to do, like if you just want to draw for fun and you don't really care if anybody purchases your artwork, I say do what you want to do all day every day don't worry about nobody else but uh when you're trying to sell your artwork too for me i try and find that healthy in between line so what are i I look at what's popular i look at what i enjoy and how to bring those two together so uh for example like at nishi fest when i was at nishi fest um I had a bunch of people asking me about uh, Hawks, about um, Levi, um, also about uh, I think it's uh, Shinzu from uh, My Hero Academia uh, with the mask on his face who got shot. Oh, by, the, uh, as Ed shot right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, and, and the thing is, uh, these were females asking for these characters too. That's another thing I pay attention to. I pay attention to uh, what's hot. I pay attention to what's hot with the male audience and what's hot with the female audience. Nine times out of 10 females, uh, they like to see more cute stuff. So, uh, and I don't mind drawing that type of stuff, but you do have some artists who don't like to draw that and and that's fine. So I would say, um, if, you, if they're not wanting to draw something like cute, or anything like that, then look at the male characters from the anime shows and draw them in like a like a dynamic pose or something. You might want to draw them with their shirt off or something. That's really going to sell to the females. Or you you already know draw a female uh and in like a bikini or something that's going to sell to the males. Like draw Nami or something.
0: John yeah. Nico Robin
1: or whatever. Yeah. You know, it's so a big
0: opai uh white right? <laughs> <laughs>
1: exactly, exactly. Or or Lady Tsunade from yeah. Naruto, you know. So um yeah, I'm always paying attention to what's going on. And then uh me personally too, I just like to know what are the hot animes out right now. I like to know what are the hot animes out right now, what are uh what are the hot animes that played in the past too? Like like timeless animes, like, it, it, like nine times out of 10, if you go out and you mention Cowboy Bebop to somebody, they're probably gonna know, or Dragon Ball Z, you right. know, they're gonna know. And that came out even before I was born. So yeah, stuff like that, that, that has that timeless factor, cause you know, you can always draw something from there and it'll always sell, or there's always a potential to make that sell. But if you're constantly drawing stuff that people don't like it's gonna be tough to do that
0: oh yeah for sure i think like i i think that, that that's such a challenge though as an artist because um i i know some folks who are who will draw right and then they don't really want to draw these mainstream characters, but they know they have to because it's what sells. But deep down, like they kind of drag drawing them, you know. Yeah. Like Like Gojo from Jujutsu Kaisen. He's he's a big one, right? Everyone yeah. loves Gojo, you know. So you see a lot of variations of him. It, at this point, you're just competing to see who can draw the best Gojo.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, You know, for you, Clark, man, like when when you're drawing certain characters, whether you like them or not, you know, how how do you feel about it? Is it more so just doing it because you know that? It'll bring income, or is it because you, you just when it comes down to it, it's still, you still like to draw them? Um, now,
1: uh, I do it because I enjoy doing it. It's it's more so it it usually lines up with what I like to do. Okay, but that wasn't always the case. So back then, when I used to draw like all kind of stuff, um, just as long as I got paid and whatnot, it was to do it just for the money. Uh, sometimes I might enjoy a project most of the times i wasn't just because it was i was all over the place with what i could do um but now i'm i'm very i'm i'm very selective with my commissions that i get from people just because i know even if the money's there if the money's there and i'm not into the drawing or i don't feel good about drawing it or anything i just won't do it you know and i'm 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 very upfront with anyone who's trying to commission me for something uh if they ask me to do something that i know uh i might not like or that i'm not used to doing and um i it's just not gonna i'm not gonna be motivated when i'm doing it i'll just let them know like hey i'm sorry i can't help you out i but i'll also point them in another direction of some of my art friends too like hey so-and-so can help you out i think so-and-so would be great for this you want me to send you their information so but that's just for me like i know man i could i I can tell you from experience like there's been some commissions where i just dropped the ball on just because i was not motivated to do it at all like at all so i just told myself from now on i'm i'm working with a strict parameter if 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 the commission request doesn't fall within those parameters then I, i just won't be able to do it it is
0: what it is. Yeah, I understand that. You know, like it's a good balance. You know, like you don't want to burn yourself out just drawing for people or doing things you don't want to draw either. Um, but you know, speaking on commissions, man, like I, you, you don't have to say. But has there been commissions that you didn't? I, I know you, you said you, you mentioned you dropped the ball on, but were, were there some that you did that you just didn't like, but you still did it? Like besides yeah. like the animals and stuff like that? Like I oh yeah. Want, like, anime stuff you know yeah yeah that's that's
1: been something that i've done and i didn't like um for various reasons you know maybe i felt like i could have did a different pose maybe i felt like um i i could have drawn it a little bit better maybe i could have spent more time on it you know maybe because sometimes i'll get a commission and the deadline may be very fast and you know so if i got a short amount of time to get this done with and i don't have all the time in the world to work on it. Um, then the, the quality of the commission isn't going to be as top notch. Whereas if someone's given me like two, three weeks or a whole month to do the commission, right. you know, then I can really take my time and really do a lot more with it than I want to. So, but there's definitely been some where I'm just like, man, that's that's not my best work right there. I did my best. And, and often uh, those are the ones where I'm not in my element. Mm-hmm. You know, I kind of step outside because someone really wants me to do something. They want me to do it really bad. So and then and then I'll even be like, yeah, I don't, I don't really think I'm the best person for that. And they're like, yeah, do it. You know, come on, please. I, I believe in you. And it is what it is, man. I'm so nice sometimes. I'm just. Like, <laughs> I'll do it, and then the whole time I'm just dreading it, man. And you can see it in the work
0: when I'm done. But it's like that horse meme, like, yeah. <laughs> like it's good, and then the, at the end it's just terrible. At the end,
1: <laughs> exactly, man. Oh my gosh,
0: I, I, I get that. You know, as a, as a consumer myself, like there are people's art style that I really enjoy. And, you know, like for example, like like Rachita lynn now I, I, I love her anime uh, style of work it's very like it looks very retro at times but even even your favorite artist can't draw things that you want you know like i and i think that's where i understand when it comes to when talking to all these different artists like yeah their their styles are great but sometimes the style that they have like like kind of like fighting you know sometimes your your style doesn't doesn't go well with what you're trying to do so you have to adapt to a different artist or learn or go to someone else and i i completely get that you know and hearing that from you dude like it's 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 kind of a reminder for myself, like don't don't push your artist friends to draw something for you that they don't want to draw either, you know. Uh but I, I gotta say, man, have you have you received any I guess weird commissions at all? Has someone come to uh, like I want you to like you know, kind of like how that what was it? That it's like that one it was it was trending for a while, like that model pose where she's like her ass is up in the air and like she's like bending over. Oh
1: like, uh, yeah, like man, that I'm, T pose. I'm... I've definitely gotten some, some weird commissions. Uh, I think the weirdest one is just like, uh, the furries, you oh, know, man. uh, <laughs> that's probably the weirdest one, uh, most of the time it's like, Hey, can you draw this character, you know, make it, can you draw her in this pose? You know, I, I've also been asked to do like ink work for uh, certain mangas where it's, it's, they're showing a lot of profanity. So I've also, I've also had that too. And I mean, you you, you gotta, it, it really depends on what kind of artist you wanna be, what what you're comfortable with. And I, I preach that all the time to artists, like know, know what type of artist you are, you know, know what you wanna do. Uh, Cause at the end of the day, if, if you don't know what you wanna do and you're always just trying everything and stuff like that, you're gonna be pulled in all these different directions and it's gonna make things a lot more chaotic. Unless um, that what that's what works for you, but but I find that most people it doesn't that doesn't work very well with them. But yeah, man, I had to. Some stuff I most stuff most of that stuff I turned down. Some stuff I don't, but it's just I don't. Even, I even don't, if
0: the money's good, man. Like even just, if someone's like they it, drop a band and like, hey, here you, you draw. I would like, turn Nami and, and, and Nico Robin together naked. <laughs> would you do okay. just draw something like that? <laughs> Here's the thing. Here's the thing about
1: that. Here's the thing about that. Okay, if it's a commission, a private commission, I'll do it. But I might say you can't tell anybody that I did it. Hey. <laughs> and 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 the only reason is because I'm man, I'm very hesitant because I don't want my name, I don't want something that I blow up from to be like Drawing somebody naked or something like that, or right? And it know, ruins
0: everything know. else that you've done, yeah, dude. Then
1: every, everybody's always like, Oh, can you draw me this naked? Can you draw me this? Na-? And then I've become known for that, <laughs> you know. So, you, you <laughs> yeah. like that's why I've turned out a lot, dude. I've turned out a lot of work because of that. I don't want to be known for that, you know. I don't want somebody to Google my name and then that pops up, you know. Like, oh, you I know, want, you want know, all the other Clark stuff, clerk's drawing
0: boobies name. all the time, dude.
1: Right? <laughs> <laughs> dude they're, they're like dude i didn't even know you drew normal stuff I thought it oh, <laughs> was not safe for watch man like, yeah see so i gotta I, i'm sorry i gotta like i said if it's private and and they won't tell nobody then um i'm cool with it but i'm i'm never gonna do it for a manga or anything like that or a comic i'm not gonna do that because i'm not putting my name on that right uh but, uh, yeah, man, that's 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 pretty much it. Usually, I'm really iffy about that stuff. But if you keep <laughs> I, it on the low, I'll
0: yeah. do it. I agree. Like, you know, if it's a private commission and if the money speaks, do it. But, you know, you, you, again, I, I also get, like, where, where you're coming from with that. Like, you don't want to be associated with something like that. You know, even like with the podcast. right? Like, I don't want to – like, I, I love talking about all this nerdy stuff, too. And I'll do, like, reviews and here and there. But, like, there, there'll there be some topics that I talk during the podcast where I, I have to kind of watch myself sometimes. Because if I get too wild, then I don't want folks to be like, yo, Rick, Ricky's supposed to be talking about anime stuff. He's talking about, like, you know, all this rowdy <laughs> shit. Like, it, it, it don't match up, you know. So I have yeah, to be man. careful when I'm talking about certain topics, on, on even on my podcast, where I don't go too far out and, like, go and talk about a topic that's not even about, like anime or manga or comic books and stuff like that. Yeah, man.
1: And and with the internet nowadays, you never know, like, what's going to blow up or something. Somebody may take that snippet and run with it. Next thing you know, you just got, like, 10 million views off of that one clip. And then now everybody thinks your podcast is about that. So it's like, (laughs) hold up. Yeah, you got to be real. Like, that's why I kind of watch myself with that. And I thought about that a long time ago. And I made the decision a while back. Like, do I really want to do this? You know, because at the time the money was good and I needed yeah. it, but I was like, man, I just, I can't do it. <laughs> I can't do it.
0: I I just think it, it, it's so wild though. Like, even like when you see a lot of the, I mean, not like when you when you watch like even that kind of not safer work stuff. Like, you, you realize how good those artists are though. Like. Like, like, like hentai artists like oh yeah most people are good they, they, just, <laughs> yeah. draw, they just draw sex scenes though that's all they do I, I think that's that's what's funny about it It's just like you're like they're so talented and like the the details are good even some of the animators are good yeah. but like it's just that work goes into like all this lewd shit <laughs> just yep. i don't know man It's just yeah, like dude. yo it, it's it's what it is but I, I just find it funny that like a lot of the great like a lot of good artists are are known for doing stuff like that but they just I guess a lot of them don't really have their name out there like that unless you're in that community, you know?
1: Yeah. See, that that's the thing. Like, uh, you – another reason why I'm really careful is because I'm also thinking about potential deals that I might get in the future. So let's just say I'm still doing my art thing. I'm putting my name out there. All of a sudden, I do gain some good traction. But if, if I gain traction and I'm doing, like, not safe for, for watch work and stuff, then uh you, disney might not want to partner with me
0: right you know
1: yeah. riot might not want to partner with me you know crunchy road might not want to partner with me or anything like that who who knows that could that could that could take a deal off the plate before i'm even aware of it you know they see my stuff and they're like oh no we don't we don't want to be associated with that or anything like that so i'm that's another reason why i'm kind of really careful about it because uh, one thing that I've been working on um, here recently is trying to reach out to the brands of the products, the art products that I use, so like Faber-Castell, all that. Um, and I gotta, I gotta think about that. I gotta watch what I put out. I even gotta watch what I say, cause like you on your podcast, when I'm uploading videos, I may say some wild stuff, you know. So I gotta be careful, cause I have to think, like. If I do reach out to these brands and they are watching my videos, what are they going to see me talking about? What kind of artwork are they going to see me posting? Is this artwork that they themselves would want to post if, if we started working together? Like, right. hey, we're supporting this artist. He's a great artist. Check out his artwork. You know, how how often would they be to do that if when you came to my page, you saw a bunch of hate time? Yeah, <laughs> you know, or, or you saw females with like their ass up or something, you know? So,
0: yeah, it, it, it I, I think that's where like a lot of the creatives nowadays are. It's, it's harder, like just in general, just like being a content creator. That's where it's hard because I don't want to say like you're selling out, but you, you do have to be aware of who you're selling to. And oh, yes. I think that's what's so tough right now because the internet is just a wild place. Like any little thing, like some, <laughs> something we might say on this podcast might, make someone upset you know like exactly and so i i think that's what's that's what really sucks about being or trying to be a content creator is because maybe one maybe one day you say something and it was it was on a good day it was good the next day it could be a bad thing It's just like man like at this point like for me i i've taken it more to as like i'm just gonna say what i want to say but i'm not gonna be like outlandish with it you know i'm not gonna exactly i'm not gonna be like you know i don't want to like how can i say that guy i i don't want to like just bluntly say things and know that where i'm at it's not like where i can where i know that i can still support myself trying to do this you know like if I, yeah. if this was like a full-time job and like i i, I depended on this that i would have to be careful because that's my money but then like if i if i didn't if i had money already and i jumped into this i wouldn't care either way mm-hmm. so it, that's what that's what makes it tough
1: yeah man uh definitely you you, you really gotta kind of there's a fine line like everybody has everybody has, like, their, their, that line, you know, that they're willing to cross. Some people, they just say whatever, they don't really care, you know, Um, or, like, me and you, there may be, like, uh, we may go up to a certain point, and we know, like, okay, cool, this is my, this is my ceiling point right here. I'm not really going to go above that, and so um, that's one of the things that I try to do, too, because I, I feel like I've been, on social media and uploading videos and saying stuff long enough to kind of know, have a good idea of, uh, when I'm getting too far out there and when I'm not. And so, uh, I just told myself, all right, I'm going to just do my thing. Now. I already know the parameters that I set for myself. So I'm just do, do my thing. Whatever happens, happens. Cause it, it you can't, you can't, watch yourself 100% of the time. There's always going to be those days where you may slip up or whatever or the conversation may be really good or maybe you're just having a bad day and so you're just saying stuff. Yeah,
0: uh, I mean, at, and, at least as long as like you're not pushing it like with the kanye stuff you know so, uh, like, uh, yeah yeah, yeah like, I, I think i think that's, that's where like you like as long as you're aware enough to know that that the things you're saying isn't like out, that kind of outlandish i think we're okay as as content creators but like i was saying like it's just because a lot of the stuff i said back in my earlier episodes of the podcast i, I said some pretty wild shit and you know uh, whether i Let's say if I, whether I make one or not, I don't really care because at this point, like, it's already been uploaded and I can't take that shit back, you know? Yeah. So uh, I-, I didn't say anything too crazy, but, you know, I've voiced my opinions on certain topics before and I, I still stand by them. It's just, am I going to always bring it up and talk about it? No, it's just if you go back and listen to it and if you want my opinions now, I'll explain it to you. But then I think that's what the Internet is kind of crazy, do, right? Because they don't let you explain. or Oh, yeah. Or, no, there's, think... there's no, like, Bro. there's no such thing as, like, a redemption quality where kind of like Endeavor like everyone hates Endeavor but then when he's Mm -hmm. trying to redeem himself everyone still hates him like dude this whole arc of Endeavor is about him trying to be better and everyone hates him for it because he wants to be better so like it's just the it's just that crowd you know you can't control it but it's it's what it's how the internet works
1: that's why I like earlier when you said um you you just said to yourself you know he's just gonna say whatever within reason you know yeah. uh you you're just going to say whatever just go about your business doing what you do and i think that's that's the best approach to that because um you know it you're not feeling like you're walking on eggshells all the time and there's yeah. only so much you can do like no matter what let's just say if you keep doing this podcast if i keep doing art and and we we get somewhat big or or even get really big or whatever somebody's going to go back like Five years ago 10 years ago on five yep. some kind of clip like hey he said this yep. this is
0: so and this just is take it so... out of context yeah that, dude. That, i think that's what's so crazy man like it, it's just like little shit like that it, it, it's and like the whole virtue signaling they, they, they'll take like a five second clip of something you said take it out of context and then make it seem like they're better because they they're exposing you for it i think that's yeah. what's so fucked up because everyone's so quick to jump on like oh yeah, then he's the villain, he's the bad guy. And then like, did you even get context of it or no? And There's really no point of fighting the mob at that point. But I just, I think overall as content creators, whether you're a podcaster or an artist or musician, like you do have to somewhat walk on eggshells, but just be very self-aware of what you are doing now versus like, you know, down the line when if you do say some crazy ass shit, like (laughs) you you just got to suffer the consequences later. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah,
1: yeah, you're right about that, man. I think that's, That's why uh, just, I I mean, either way, it's kind of okay. But for me, I'm the type of person where I feel like it's better to kind of sit and think about how I want to, how I want to move, you know, in the space of like being a content creator, being an artist and stuff. And, And when I sit down and I actually think about like what it is that I want, what I care about. Um, and I think about, okay, what are some of the issues that could arise from that? What's some of the stuff that, that could pop up from that? The more aware I am of all of that stuff, the the better I can handle it whenever something does pop up, you know, yeah. or some drama happens or somebody's trying to call me out or something. Because I, I have it happen all the time. People are always like, oh, you, you, you're lying. All you do is trace, <laughs> you know. You're not really that good. You suck. <laughs> i get into all
0: that so yeah, that that is a great topic you bring up because i think a lot of artists get this get that flack for it where when you're drawing like other characters versus in, like an original character so like for example if you're drawing like Kakashi, right or gojo and the 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 way you draw them is similar to the original artist so like, when you catch flack for like tracing you know what, what goes through your head man like like of course people don't know that you're or may, maybe they don't they don't even see you hand draw it but like what goes yeah. through your head when, when you get called out for that right or not called out but when they accuse you of you know, nah that. they be calling me out
1: for it <laughs> they'll call <laughs> me they'll accuse me whatever um uh, I mean it, it is what it is. it's gonna happen uh just because I mean people say I'm I'm still in their work all the time and stuff like this even though I never never once said that these are my characters that I made them up anything right. like that so my how I think about it, I'm I'm okay with them doing that because they're just going to do it no matter what. Those people are always going to come out and say like, you know, I'm copying the character, I'm doing this, I'm doing that, the third. But what I want to do is, and what I like to do and what I love to do is I love looking at ref- reference images. So I'll just go up on Pinterest, go up on Google, whatever. Um, and I'll look at a photo that I might like you know, and nine times out of 10, I will, I want to, I like that photo so much. I just want to redraw it just to see if I could get it to look exactly like the reference. Right. That I like that's, that's what I love doing. And, and that's what I've been doing since I was eight years old. I made since the very first drawing of Goku that I did. I, I had a reference. I set it down. Even when I saw the reference, something inside me was like, hey, man, you got to try and draw that. So that's what I did. I set it down. Uh, I tried to draw it, did a pretty decent job, and, you know, the rest is history. So when people call me out for that, I one, they, nine times out of ten, they just met me or they just saw my content. They don't know anything about me. So they don't know that I tell people upfront what I do. I, I don't lie about nothing. I'm not saying I'm making up anything. I'm not saying that I'm drawing this from the top of my head. Right. Um, I I never say I'm not looking at a reference, unless I'm not looking at one. Um, So I'm very upfront with what I do, and that's all I can, that's all I can do. That's the best I can do. All I can do is tell you what it is, tell you what I'm about, tell you uh, about my process, how I like to draw, and um, it's up to you to do what you want to do. And I mean, people say, some people might say it's not a skill to do what I, I can do. But uh, at the same time, there aren't that many people that can draw the way that I draw, you know? Yeah. So
0: I think it's a fine line because, like, my, my dad kind of drew like that because my, my dad's a, he, he was a CNC machinist for a long time. And so, like, referencing things was a big thing, was a big skill set in his job. So I think when you, when you do draw by looking at something and then drawing it by hand, that is a, that is a skill set. It may not be a favorable skill set. But that still takes time and talent to do. You can't. Not everyone can just do that. Yeah. You know, not like every. Not like just like how. Not everyone can freehand. You know, there's some people who can really freehand really good, but they look at a reference and they start drawing. They can't do that either.
1: Yeah, I got a friend that's like that.
0: Yeah. Yeah, man.
1: I think it's um, it's just some some people just don't like it, and it rubs them the wrong way. And how I think about it, I mean, really, whether okay, so. I think that that to be born with the ability uh, and just have the talent to be able to just draw whatever is in your mind without like having a reference, I-, I think that's a very like extremely rare skill. I think like not very many people have that skill whatsoever. That's, you've really been blessed with something. Uh, but for most people, they have to, uh, actually sit down and look at tons of references and then maybe one day they'll get to the point to where they don't have to use a reference anymore just because they built up such a vast library of different things but i mean uh in, in in the case of me looking at a reference and drawing it at the same time or someone who had to look at thousands of reference hundreds of thousands of reference and then now they could draw without one i mean those are those are pretty much the same thing in my book either way you you're you still need a some type of reference, whether it's mentally or you're visually looking at a reference right there, you know. And and even so, a lot of those people have an issue with me drawing it exactly like that. But if I if I still draw it exactly like that, but then change up a few things, now they're
0: okay with it. <laughs> yeah. Even though, like the, the, it's, the, the essence, it's the of steps of doing it that like rub people the wrong way. But yeah. then they want the same end game. It's just like then what's the point? Like, you can't it's, be mad. Like, if, you, if it's going to be the same thing at the end, you cannot be mad how I do it. I get that. It's just like, it's 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 a very weird thing, but bro, yeah. I, <laughs> I, I've been called
1: out for some, like, some dumb stuff. I remember, man, somebody, okay, there was a point in time, uh, and I, I still do this now, um, but I would get home after work every day and I would draw at the same time every day. I spent like 4 to like 6 hours drawing every day. And then um I racked up a bunch of uh material, a bunch of different drawings and stuff. And so every day on certain platforms I was posting every day. And then they were basically the admins and stuff were boosting up my posts every day cuz I was I was I was doing everything that they told me to do. I was uh creating the posts like they wanted me to. I was uh uploading something new every day. But then you have people who are getting mad saying like there's no way that I have that much time to draw every day. Well, well, I'm like, dude, like what are you talking about? All I I mean, it's not a crazy amount of time. I'm bare minimum I'm drawing like 4 hours every day. If you get home and you don't have anything else to do once you get home from work or school or whatever, you got plenty of time to draw. Or play yeah. guitar, whatever you want to do. It's, it's, not, it's not that tough. And then you have people get this. You had this one person. She was so mad at me, dude. She was so mad. She, she used to, she used to talk about how she was younger than me and she could draw better than me, but she used to hate the fact that every time I posted something, it always got boosted. Every time. So <laughs> this is what she did, man. She took one of she took one of the drawings that I did. And uh it was a picture of Bakugo. And she found, she found uh, the reference image that I used, right? And she she enlarged the reference image, put my image, my drawing on top of it. And his face and his hair was almost exactly the same, dude. It was crazy. It was almost exactly the same, but everything else was kind of off, even though it looked really good. You, you couldn't tell unless you had the original drawing underneath it. Right. Check this out. I ended up getting banned for this, by the way, which was ridiculous. She told them that it was his face and his hair was so accurate that it was impossible that I could have freehanded. It was impossible. And the reason why the rest of it wasn't that accurate was because I didn't want to make it look too obvious. I'm like, are 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 you kidding me right now? Dude, they banned me for that. They 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 didn't even ask me. They didn't, they didn't message me enough. They literally banned me. They're like, oh, well, I guess you, that makes sense. Is it that why, why is the hair in the face so accurate, but then the rest isn't okay. It, it it couldn't be the fact that I had been drawing for 20 years at this point. That, that couldn't be the fact.
0: Right. That couldn't be
1: the fact. I've, I've been drawing for 20 years and maybe I'm just that it,
0: it It's just a bunch of nitpicking, man. Like, dude, dude, I, dude. I hate that so much. Like. It's the little details that shouldn't matter that people make, or try to make matter, and it it it, it ruins the overall picture.
1: Bro, it was it was ridiculous. I had video evidence now, video <laughs> evidence, right. dude. And you gotta
0: you gotta man,
1: bro. You know what they told me? Live streaming the video, You can fake the video, <laughs> live stream, bro. That's what they <laughs> <told me. laughs> Like
0: what? Dude, pretty soon everyone's gonna be like, yo, he that was a pre-recorded live stream or some <laughs> shit like that, dude. It's at, at this point, man, you're just going to have to, like, walk up to them, like, I'm drawing
1: it right here. <laughs> <laughs> that was a, at that point, that's when I got to the point, I was like, look, people are just going to talk no matter what. So whatever yeah. they got to say, they can say it. Yeah. I don't even care no more. I'm not trying to fight nothing no more. If you believe I did it, great. If you don't, fine. Don't believe me did I don't care.
0: Oh, man. Like, I, you know what's just funny? Because, like, a lot of the, those haters that, that do that kind of shit, man, like, they, they can't even do that. That's why they, that's why exactly. they get so antsy.
1: Exactly, man. That's a, th- that's where I was coming from because th- they certain people they were getting so mad that I was getting I was getting boosted every day. But the thing was, the reason I was getting boosted every day was because I was showing up every day. Yeah. I was putting in the work. Dude, I was drawing something new every single day. I was I was curating each post that I did a specific way because they the admins gave me a template to follow cuz they saw me posting and they didn't used to boost my stuff because of how I was like writing my story and stuff um but they were like somebody reached out to me they were like look man uh your artwork is amazing i really like your artwork the only thing holding you back is you're not doing your posts you're not following this template you know that that we usually boost up all the posts like you have to hit all these boxes you got to check these off in order for us to boost up your post so more people can see it. And then I started doing that. And lo and behold, every day, like clockwork, man. But some people just couldn't handle it. Yeah. And, and they only did it one time, mind you. They only, they only boosted my post one time every day. And this was alongside of like at least 50 other different posts.
0: Yeah, people are just a bunch of haters. <laughs> dude, they are they just a, hate- a bunch of haters. Hardcore, dude. man. They and I, I, I think that's the, that's cool. the thing too. Like with especially with the algorithms nowadays, dude, like if you're not consistent, it doesn't matter how good you are. Because huh. like even, even for me, like just like I I'm it's so hard already trying to be consistent with this podcast. You know, there's editing involved. I have to make clips, I have to share posts, I have to, you know, promote my episodes or pro- promote myself or promote the guests I have on like there's so much that goes on with it that gets it, it it makes it very hard trying to live a regular life versus trying to balance this out too. So like I get it man like but you know you found you found your flow you you're you're being consistent coming home from work like that. You know it, the consistency just helps and, and folks just don't don't like it because they they're because they're not consistent like that.
1: Yeah. Yeah they they I mean I'll always say consistency will be like the the best, the best well thought out video. It, it, even if the quality is way better, it, that person will get beat out almost every day by somebody who's showing up consistently and, and putting in the work, you know, versus somebody that's one video this month, another video two months later, or something like that, yeah. even if they're amazing looking videos, you know, you just gotta you gotta cause you gotta stay on people's mind because it's hard. It's easy for when somebody to see you and they're thinking about you right then and there, but what are they thinking about all those days that you're not posting something? It's a lot easier to forget you, Yep. you know? So that's one of the main reasons you got to keep showing up. But a lot of, a lot of what's not talked about, like you were just saying, was everything that goes into it aside from when we're just on the podcast talking like this or yep. you're talking to somebody you got to reach out to people you got to set up the date you got to make sure all your equipment is good then you have life going on outside of this maybe you got a full-time job maybe you go to school who knows like there's there's a bunch of other things that go into it then you you're probably doing research you yep. you, you got to research you got to now that you want to do a podcast you're on youtube now you got to learn all about youtube you gotta learn about seo you gotta learn about thumbnails it Anything that can help your video out, help push your video out to more people. Now you gotta learn more about that, and that takes time.
0: Yeah. You know? No, I you know I, I really like that you brought up the whole idea of staying on people's minds. You know, like when you're not posting, like, are are your fans even thinking about like, yo, when's the next episode? Like, dude, it, it's it, the internet moves so fast. Like, if you're exactly. not, if you're like see, like I said, if you're not consistent, dude, you're gone. Like, you, no matter how good you are, within a yeah. week, you'll 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 be like last year's news yep. and it's only been a week you know so <laughs> it's it's insane to see how fast like everyone's because i think that's as much as i hate it that's why like the reels like all that tiktok shit like i, yeah. I see why that works it's quick it's simple it's there but yep. i just hate it because it's not to me i, I might sound like an old head but it, it it's not real content to me a 10 second clip does not define hours and hours of work and that's yeah. what I really hate about like you know TikToks and, and, and YouTube reels or shorts, even Facebook's doing an Instagram. Instagram's the one that like what started off as pictures is now promoting reels. Yeah. You know, so it, it's that's it, what, it, it's hard.
1: They got to. I mean, I think I think uh TikTok uh forced both YouTube and uh Instagram to incorporate that uh just how they did it um and and it i I mean it's definitely i agree with you as far as like 10 seconds is there's only so much you can get across in in 10 seconds you know and and you can't you can't you can't push down a video that's like an hour long in the 10 seconds you know there's just no way to do it i mean it's, it's you can't even really do it with a 30 minute uh video or 15 minute video really it just But one of the things that I do like about it um, is it it has really turned discoverability on its head or, like, the old way of being discovered, especially with, like, Instagram. You know, if you had a lot of followers back in the day on Instagram, that's how you got discovered. That's how your post got pushed. Uh, Now you get on, I mean, same with, it's the same with Instagram, TikTok, and um, YouTube Reels. Now you you get on—I mean, YouTube Shorts. I said reels. Now, um, when you get on, uh, or you upload a short or a reel or a TikTok, uh, it's a lot easier for you to get discovered by people and get blown up. So, kind of what I like to—what I like to use the short clips for—are almost like teasers yeah. to the longer form content. And uh, I can tell you right now, especially well, really with all the platforms, but. Um, youtube specifically uh it's really been helping out my numbers a bunch like my watch time even though that doesn't get counted towards uh being monetized but i i have grown in the past what three months uh a little over a thousand uh followers on uh youtube so now that's that's one check mark that i got off the box right there now i already got my thousand uh my thousand uh followers, subscribers. Um uh, I gotta remember like subscribers, followers and stuff, because I'm always on TikTok. Mm-hmm. I'm always on uh Instagram and YouTube. And so I get those confused a bunch. But um yeah it's I, I think I think it's really helped to bring that barrier down for uh creators. And I think if if you utilize it well, it can make uh it can make a tremendous difference. Oh, yeah. I can tell I can tell you now. Um, I've been earning a pretty decent amount from um, like my reels and my uh, TikTok videos, so that that has really helped to catapult me to kind of like a new height, um, and I'm, I'm very thankful for it. But it's it's also it's also very tough because it's it's. I mean, both are tough in my opinion: long form content and short form content. You know. You just got to kind of figure out what works for you, and that's not an easy thing at all. Yeah,
0: at all. I, I think honestly, though, like short form content is great for artists, though. Oh like yeah, the, the work in progress stuff or like the the speed drawing, like that that works great for you guys. But you can't do that with the podcast. You can't be like speed run podcast and like nah. you know, like there's no such thing. Nah. You, you won't get that shit out. It just it just so happens, like right, because right now, again, like I said, the, the short form stuff or the reels or the or the the short videos, that's what's being pushed, and that that's something I have as a creator. I have to adjust to that. Yeah, there's nothing else I can do about it. I have to I have to find ways to make clips or to do something that'll that'll work with that. But you know, po- I don't think podcasts are great for that kind of content. I just have to find ways to make clips that'll match it. But but for you, like as an artist yourself. Easy for you now because you could easily just like take like an hour hour long drawing session and just speed run it in 10 seconds, you know. So it it, it, it works,
1: it it does. Uh, the only thing that I don't like about it is it does not portray like all the work you put into the art. That's the only thing I don't like about it because. Man, so many times um, I'll, I'll upload some stuff and people think I, I draw like a lot faster than I do and it takes me <laughs> a long time. Or it can be devastating when you just spent like eight, 12 hours on a drawing, you upload it and it gets like no views or anything. Oh yeah. That can be pretty devastating, yeah, man. Yeah. Um, going back to when you said uh, about making the clips, shorter form clips for the podcast and stuff, I think like how the setup you got right now, uh, I think, I mean, you might already be doing this. I'm just throwing this out there. But um, like how we were talking about earlier, when you clip like a small portion, for, like 25 seconds, 30 seconds or something, maybe you say something outlandish or maybe you say something profound. Maybe you say something that may resonate with some people. Boom. There you go.
0: If you want to start your own podcast like SpoilerForce, then sign up with Buttsprout, Buzzsprout has helped hundreds of thousands of users like me to begin their podcasting journey with easy to use tools. You can effectively get your podcast into different platforms like Apple podcasts, Spotify, Amazon, iHeartRadio, and more. You can view your stats, create audio clips, and even have your own podcasting website. Buzzsprout offers ideas, tips, tricks, and tutorials to help you improve your podcast. Follow the link below. And once you sign up, you'll get a $20 Amazon gift card. This will let Buspart know that I sent you and will also support Spoiler Force podcast. If you want a simpler way to record both video and audio for your podcast, then sign up with StreamYard. StreamYard is the perfect program to create podcasts, host live streams, and even do video calls. There are many tools that can help you create and design your own personal studio. You can screen share, read live comments, and stream to different destinations like Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. You can also download your video and audio once you're done with your recording session. Follow the link below. And once you sign up with the basic or pro plan, you'll earn a $10 credit to use for StreamYard. Happy podcasting. That, that's what I find tough too though. Cause like, I hate the process of editing.
1: Oh like, yeah. Dude, I I'm got, right there I, with you.
0: <laughs> this is what I like to do. I, I, this is what I like to sit and talk and record. I love, this is the easy part. Yeah. No one sees how hard it is when you get done with this shit to edit. Like, especially if you don't have a team. And especially if you're not like like computer savvy i I'm, yeah. not, I'm not the greatest at it but I can still get it done it's just i hate the process like editing so is the worst it is I spend more time editing than i do like watching my own content or like or listening to me talk like yeah. it, it's, it's just it, it gets annoying so like that that that's something for myself I have to like just push myself through it and just tough it out because if I don't do it no one else is gonna do it <laughs> yeah. yeah you're right man
1: and and that's that's one of the Dude, that's one of the things that makes it so tough. Like, I I, I feel like no matter what you do, uh, if you're on social media and you post on social media, um, that in of itself is like a, a whole nother job now that you're undertaking alongside with whatever you like to do. So, like, how you like to do podcasts, okay, the easy part, like you said, is coming here and talking to people that's the easy part, but then you got to edit the video. You got to think of new topics to talk about. Yep. You got to reach out, find people there. There's a lot that goes around that. And then also with art too, man, like whenever I get off here, uh, not only does the drawing takes a long time, but doing research on stuff, like looking up, like, like, looking at my analytics and stuff, figuring out, okay, what the audience like, what the audience doesn't like, thinking about new ideas to try, new transitions, different sounds to use, what's hot now, what's not hot, what new anime is out, what characters is hot for now, okay, I got a convention coming up, what's some stuff that I need to draw to get ready for the convention. Yep. There, there's so much, man.
0: Like, wow. I, I just hope that this, this shit doesn't get beat up by, like, ai generated stuff (laughs) that is gonna be like even worse like ai generated podcast oh my god bro uh, you know what though
1: hey on that note you know they have um ai uh profiles on uh tiktok right have you seen them there was one ai generated rapper they got signed and then he ended up getting he dropped by the label. Bro, you can go to his profile page. I'm going to find it. I'm going to send it to you. He's not the only one. Dude, dude, he's got like 23 million followers on TikTok. Oh,
0: my God. All
1: of his videos are getting like a million plus views. It's insane. And this ain't even a real person, bro. It's not even a real person. And then there's a female out there that's doing the same thing. Doing the same thing. Man, pretty soon we're just going to be watching AI-generated people.
0: For real. It's already hard enough to compete with real people, not me how compete Bro. with robots. <laughs> you
1: imagine you open up TikTok, you got this AI-generated person, and they're looking at their cell phone, talking like we talked about it. Easy 15-second clip. 15 million views. You're like, come on now. Really? <laughs> people are eating it up man people are eating it up oh my gosh
0: oh man that is yeah see that that's i think if it comes down to that i'm just gonna quit i'm just <laughs> there's no, <laughs> like, there's no point time. yeah there's no point anymore hey, and, no uh were you gonna say something i was like at that point we just uh we,
1: we hey we join them if you can't beat yeah. them join.
0: this is our ai generated <laughs> yeah, person
1: exactly. come watch our
0: podcast <laughs> Dude, uh, th- th- there was one topic I wanted to talk to you about because uh we kind of touched up on it before, but My Hero Academia.
1: Yes, dude,
0: I I I wanted to talk to you about it because I I I know uh, I I don't know you have you re- you're not reading the manga right? You're just watching the anime. I'm not. Yeah, I'm just okay, watching the okay. anime. Okay, so for animes only, what is going on in your mind from that episode with Bakugo, the Bakugo Rising episode from two weeks ago? What went through your mind when that happened,
1: dude? Uh, I'm <laughs> I'm I'm pretty. I'm just I'm just like wow. I'm waiting for for one. I hope he's okay. I I, I hope he's okay, man. Because I'm gonna be somebody kind of spoiled it for me, and I hope they were lying. I hope it ain't true, because I'm gonna be pissed. Cause it got spoiled for me, but I'm um, I'm pretty devastated, man. I'm I'm pretty devastated, and and I I'm very proud. I could I can say, Bakugo started out as a character that I didn't really like at the at season one, and looking at him now, at the the most recent season, dude, he's one of my favorite characters. Like oh, I have yeah. grown to him. dude, him, a lot of the villains uh Endeavor for sure like I have so much more respect for all of those characters and not only just the characters but the the artist uh himself as well just for for how he how he broke everything down and explained everything like the heroes I mean not the hero arc but the villain arc before this last season yeah Dude, I love that whole season. Yep. I love that whole season. I-, I thought it was so amazing and I thought the way that he did it and told their stories and everything. I was like, dude, this is this is hitting me different. Like Rock, Shikara- But before the only villain that I really uh, liked was Dobby, but now, dude, I like Dobby, Shigaraki, Toga. I like, like, yeah. almost all of them, man. They're, they're you all find so yourself
0: cool. rooting for the villains, at the yeah, same time. Right? yeah,
1: that's how you know it's a good story, yep. man. It's not like black and white, it's not like, right. oh, I hope they beat them. And stuff. It's like, dang, man, you know, he is kind of evil, but I get where you're coming from. Dang, it's not hard to be mad. At. <laughs>
0: I, I get that 100%. Because when, when I was reading the manga, when, when, when that season was coming out in the manga pl- uh, format like i i was like yo dude like at this point i maybe i do want the league of villains to win <laughs> <laughs> like, maybe, maybe i want them to win maybe like maybe not so much all for one but yeah like, dude like maybe shigaraki needs to to win man like let let this dude win like his backstory is just so messed up it is it- and they-, they give you a reason to why he hates the heroes it's, it's not like some petty shit where like they didn't like, it's not on some petty shit, you know, it, it really comes down to, like, he, he came from a family of heroes, his grandma yeah. was a hero, and then yeah. you find out that because of that, it ruined his relationship with his dad, and then when he had powers, you know, his dad still called him, like, a monster or some shit, like, you know, like, yeah. like, little little details like that, like, explains so much of Shigaraki, Shigaraki's actions. Now, what's fucked up, though, is, like, you see how manipulative one is. He took he oh, took yeah. advantage of that shit. Full you know, like, advantage. Yeah. Full advantage, man. That, and, and that's what makes All from One such a good villain, too, though, because you know he doesn't care. Like, at the end of the day, that, this hey, dude doesn't that's care. That's what makes a great villain yeah. right there. Dude. That's
1: how you know, man. Because they just ruthless. They're just freaking ruthless, man. But, yeah, man, just watching, watching everything Shigaraki went through, I was at the end towards that season he, when he was fighting uh, old dude who was the... Mafia boss or whatever. I forget oh yeah, yeah, With the big nose. Yeah. I forget. Uh, uh, his name. Re- Redestro. Yeah, Redestro. When he was fighting, dude, I was rooting for him so hard, man. Like I'm like, let's go, come on, man.
0: And, and the thing too, like Redestro wasn't no slouch, dude. This guy had some amazing powers. Like dude, yes. stress, like stress was his strength. Dude, if I had that quirk, dude. Dude, I'll be destroying everything. <laughs> he was insane, man. Like and and like he gave Shigaraki a run for his money up until where Shigaraki just like unlocked his but like his full potential. That's yeah. where I thought where where his powers of decay was like crazy because yeah, it wasn't so much him touching anything as long as he was just around it, that shit is See, gone. See
1: that 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 opened up uh that opened up a whole new door for me when I saw that too, and and yeah. you could tell when Redestro saw that and noticed that he was like, all right, I can't. I can't mess with this guy. I can't. I can't yeah. beat him. And then him too. Not, not only Shigaraki though, but man with twice his oh, ability dude. too. And then uh, Togas as well. Th- the fact that she can not only turn into you, but use your powers now. Like, dude. hold up,
0: bro. Hold <laughs> up. I, I remember reading that panel in the manga, and I, I, I was I was screaming at my phone like like yo, like what the fuck is this? She oh, so he Ochako's quirk, dude. All right, I got. I got to bring this up to you. Like this, this isn't a spoiler or anything because it hasn't happened in the manga yet either. You remember back in season two, I believe season two, or yeah, season two, where they were no, no, was it season two? Maybe season three when they went to the camp and she took some of Midoriya's blood. Yes, she still has that vial. So I I don't know. Could she use that?
1: And and if she does use that, does that open up the door? Maybe she will inherit. Uh, all for one or something. I, I mean, I know they say you got to eat a person's hair or whatever, but,
0: uh, I, I, but I mean, you still have to ingest the DNA of that person. But like, even if Deku isn't willing to get to share that power, but the fact that Toga's ability is to be able to use the yeah, work, and she's got his blood.
1: Yeah, so I'm thinking it might it might work for her, dude. But I, I don't know. Is that that's what a, you're asking? Like,
0: yeah, like that. That's the question. It's just like because even in the manga, that none of that's happened yet. It's just more so. It's so I, I've been theorizing this a lot because if she can, from just a small sample of Ochako's blood, use her power like like easily, yeah. E- even if let's just say if one for all doesn't work, there's still a possibility of her still using it to transform into Deku, like that. Yeah. I I think that's gonna play into a key moment later on in the in the in the series. So I don't know, man. I I, I always felt Toga was up in the air. Like, she, I, she could either turn or, or you know, I guess, in a way, redeem herself. But I highly doubt that. I mean, she's a killer at this point. But, you know, I, I, I think she's, she's the wild card at this point.
1: Yeah. I, I mean, I agree, man. The, I definitely think the door's open for her to uh, possibly gain that power. Um, but I also do see how she couldn't gain it. And the only reason I could see that is because... Uh, when Shigaraki tried to steal um, off a run from Deku, uh, this most recent episode, yeah. he wasn't able to yep. because the power rejected him, I guess, or yeah. whatever they had to deal with. So I can see something similar happening to Toga. Maybe she, maybe she ingests the blood, and then all of a sudden she's in that world where Deku goes to when he when he talks to like. The past users of all for one, and then maybe they reject her out of it or something, or, or or who knows? You know, maybe it doesn't work like that.
0: Like, and that's also like you know, back in like the the class A versus class B, where where Monoma copied Deku's quirk and he's like, dude, your quirk's a dud. Like, it doesn't work. You know, I I think it might, it could be like that too, where because Deku's powers are a stockpile quirk, she can't use it unless like, I, this is reaching, but unless she like decides is like all right. I'm just gonna use one of them black Whip. you know, like yeah. I, I think that's a bit reaching, but like it could be like that, but it it could. Yeah. I mean, um,
1: it, it it'll be interesting to see, man. Or who knows? I mean, I think this is very unlikely, but maybe she somehow sees all the errors in her ways and she goes good, and then you know, all for one is like, okay, because she we can really tell that her heart has changed, we'll give her access to the, the power now, we'll allow her to use it.
0: Or or maybe, all for one takes one for all from Deku. He, he actually steals it. He steals the quirk, and she saves Deku with it. I have your oh, blood. I have your blood. Hey, be,
1: <laughs> I think that would probably be, that would be one of the best theories right there to actually come to fruition.
0: Because, like, like the, you, you've you seen the Heroes Rising movie, right? Yes. Where, where Deku and Bakugo share the power. Yeah. You know, I, I don't know if you know this, but apparently the writer said that, that was like the script for the actual ending for uh My Hero, where Deku loses his powers at the end. Like that was written out to be like the ending he wanted, but it wasn't because yeah. because of how the manga is or how, how it's turned now. I still believe he's heading that way to where maybe he doesn't share his powers with Bakugo, but maybe eventually he'll lose it. But yeah. that's why I said like maybe that little vial of blood she has, maybe she gives it to him and he gets it back. You I can so- definitely
1: see that. I, I, I could definitely see that. Uh man, there they're just so many there there's just so many possibilities right there. Because for one, I could see him losing it just because of like how brutal it is on his body right now. Or like you said, maybe it gets stolen. Um Hey man, who knows? Or maybe he gets shot with with a bullet, one of those yeah. bullets that they shot Izawa with, and then boom, is gone. You know. So uh, it's it's very interesting, man. It's it's very interesting. But it does, it is seeming like the door is starting to open for multiple people to have access to all for one now. That's what it's seeming like to me. Because before it was just it was an all might. And then it was his predecessor, you know, um, and, and now it's Deku. And what I'm seeing now is since it, it was given to Deku, it, it's been given to Bakugo. Toga may have access to it. Uh, Monomo or Monoma uh, was denied access, but maybe he could get it in the future or something. Who yeah. knows? And then also now you got Rocket, who's almost taking it. So I think I think we may see something
0: like where Deku just shares it with everyone Yeah. Yeah. Yeah,
1: I, I I could definitely see that, man. I could definitely see that. Or even with uh Mirio Togata. Oh,
0: Maybe. Dude, I, I love Mirio, dude.
1: Dude. I'm so I was so upset when he lost his powers.
0: Dude, he was the, so clean. Peak peak moment, too. Right when everyone's loving him. He fucking bro. loses his powers. Bro. Oh, they did my best dirty.
1: They did my best. I, you know I, who I, else? Nah, go ahead. My fault.
0: My fault. Uh, I, was, I was just saying, like, because I, I, I spoke with Rico Fajardo about it, the, voice, the English voice actor for him, and yeah. like, we, we talked about it. I mean, well, he's read the manga too, but like, just specifically that part in the anime. Like, man, it's just it was just so heartbreaking because me as a fan, I was like, dude, like he deserved One For All. From Like, he deserved it. You see why he was selected. Uh, unless all my, until all my met Deku, you see why Mirio was chosen. Yeah.
1: I see yeah. why Night Eye was so mad. Yeah. I, I see why he was
0: pissed. He was just He's, his Like, uh, dude, yeah. like, you gave your power to this kid? Like, bro. And he said all in front of his face and stuff, yeah. dude.
1: He was like, you shouldn't have this power. You're not yeah. ready for it. <laughs> dude, he was going in, man. He was going in. But I see why. I definitely see why. You know, you know who I thought also got done dirty. Uh and he's one of my favorite villains too, man. Uh uh Chisake Heisei. Oh Uh, oh, Chisake. Chisake. Overhaul. Yeah. Bro, I love his quirk,
0: man. His quirk was so
1: beast.
0: It is. The fact that he can just like manipulate matter. And destroy it and reconstruct it. I think that that's, it's a very simple ability, but it's so freaking powerful. And like so it, you just see like how it's just funny because he was such a clean freak in the show, and then you see, once he starts fighting dirty, he has to, he doesn't care anymore. Like he starts yeah. ripping things apart, ripping his limbs apart, reattaching his limbs. He can take people's bodies and put it in him. Like it's just it's insane Dude, how he can do crazy. that. But I you know what's funny I I like him a lot because his voice in Japanese I believe it's done by the same guy who voices Kaiba or Ananami from Jujutsu, Jujutsu Kaisen. Oh for real? Yeah, so it's the same <laughs> voice actor. I'm like yo like. I, I like that a lot. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah, but yeah, he, yeah, overhaul. I, you know, I mean, he's he's not dead exactly. You know, Shigaraki took his arms away, yeah, or his hands away. But I don't know. Maybe maybe he might come back eventually.
1: So I thought about that, man. And similar to how Shigaraki got to the point to where he didn't have to touch anything to reconstruct it, I think because I noticed whenever Overhaul always had to touch something with his hand. Yeah. So maybe he figures out just how to do it without having to touch his feet. Yeah, like like <laughs> as long as he can figure out, like he can maybe reconstruct his hands somehow or something or whatever. Since they're gone now, who knows? You know. So I I haven't I haven't written him up just yet. I hope he makes a comeback, man, because his quirk was just too clean. Yeah,
0: I, too. I think a lot of the a lot of the good villains that they show, like him, Stain, you know, like. Bro, stain was so good. I I I, I want to say they're gonna come back in some big way, but maybe not help Deku. But I, because you know even technically stain isn't dead. Technically, like yeah. they they do mention him. So I I I, I want to say he he probably comes comes back. You know maybe he doesn't fight or thing. But they, they're gonna the way how the the way Horikoshi writes his story, man. Like everyone comes back full circle. Like mm-hmm. he doesn't leave them behind. I, I think. Everyone that Deku has fought eventually will come back, either help him or do something or just like stop Shigaraki and offer one and, no. and inadvertently help Deku. So I, I could I see, know.
1: but maybe it could be uh, a situation to where, like, similar to Naruto, how um, uh, what was I think Madara in the ninja war he brought everybody back to life or something like that. Yeah. All these damn people back to life. It, it could be something similar to that. Maybe yeah. a villain brings them, maybe not necessarily bring them back to life, but transport them all to the battlefield or something. Yeah.
0: Like that. They're, they're going to come across them or something. Mm-hmm.
1: I, I could definitely see something like that because I mean, with all the different quirks that are out there, somebody's bound to have a quirk that can maybe bring somebody back to life or, yeah. you know, teleport a whole bunch of people and stuff i know there's some people that can do that already in the show but maybe just on a larger scale or something like that
0: That that's how i feel about uh shinso the guy with the the, the speaking ability where he's like where he, if he talks to you then you go into a, a psychic trance yeah i think i think his i he's one of my favorite characters overall it's just I hate, they don't give him enough screen time. And I I I am thinking i I've I've been theorizing this for a while. I just think that maybe Shinso's ability is gonna play a huge part later on to where like you don't see it coming. Yeah. Like right when you think all for one's winning, he just calls out all for one and just bam stops him. Yeah. Just because he responds. Dude, that's a
1: great point. And that could be why maybe he hasn't gotten as much screen time as yeah. he probably should, because it's it's kind of it it's leaving him in the back burner so it's long enough for you to forget about it but then when it does happen like you said you're like oh how did i should have known something like that yeah yeah i, I could definitely see that man
0: because because I, I felt that way with with monoma the guy with the copy quirk i i felt that way about him i the way how they introduced him i was like there's no way they're they're not dropping this kid yeah he's gonna be around you know like a lot of the class b characters they're gonna be around and they did Look, look at uh, Tetsu Tetsu, the the Iron Kid, dude. dude his his the Steel around. Quirk, dude. He's yeah. he's he's around the girl with the big hands. She's around the Mushroom Girl. She's around. Oh like, yeah. a lot of a lot of Class B man. They're they're a bunch of killers in that group. They are man, and
1: and that's what that's one of the things that I like about the anime as a whole too. Like you get to see where a lot of the characters start out with their quirks versus how they progress over time and how they learn how to use their quirks in different ways and stuff that you might not even thought about beforehand. Yeah. You know, I, th- I think that's really cool, man. And, and, and sometimes they'll take quirks. Like you'll be thinking one thing, and then all of a sudden they use it for something else. You're like, dang, that just flew over my head. I had no idea. Yeah, like, seems uh, so obvious.
0: Like but... the, the the mushroom girl, man. She, when they when they fought her, like she was putting spores in like their necks and shit. And, where dude. she choked out Tokayami and he, he couldn't breathe. I was like, like... Dude, that's a that's a nasty quirk, man. <laughs> like is... mushrooms,
1: dude. <laughs> dude, off something just like so simple like that. You, have yeah.
0: you never thought, man. Yeah, I, I I I love the way of, how Horikoshi writes, man. I I just I just hope that he doesn't like. I, I love the story, but I, I'm also like a big, like Death Note, Attack on Titan type of fan. Where yeah, I want to see things get destroyed. Like I, yeah. like I, I, I want to see the hurt in these characters. My hero is a little bit too lighthearted for me to be like, yeah. I, I'm always rooting for. I, I want as as a just for me as, as a viewer or like a reader. I I want to see a moment to where like I want to see like an Aaron Jaeger moment. Like I, I want to see them just lose. You know, like like or get hit hard. And yeah. how, how how are you going to come back from that? I I, 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 I I love seeing moments like that. I mean, my I remember, girl. Oh, go ahead.
1: I remember uh, I was going to mention Naruto. And I mean, this was like very short-lived, but one of the best moments uh, that I really loved about that anime was when Pain showed up right yep. above Kanaha and just annihilated the whole yep. village, dude. Annihilated the whole village. I was like, oh, did that just happen? Dude.
0: Pain is still to this day one of my top tier villains. Like Same. just, just like from from him attack, from him killing Jiraiya first, him killing Jiraiya, him invading Konoha, taking out Kakashi, taking out the village, and then even like beating Naruto to to an extent. Like I was like, dude, like, I, I I I'm like 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 the league of villains. Like I'm rooting for this dude. Like yeah. I, I hope you win, man. Like especially yeah. his speech to Naruto. He 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 did the all talk no jutsu back to Naruto. It was like, well, you hate me. Doesn't that make you a villain too? Like, yep, dude. Man,
1: Naruto actually got lucky that he yeah. reconsidered and he brought everybody back to life. He got lucky because he could have he could have destroyed them if he wanted to, man. If he really wanted to, he could have just been like, look, I ain't bringing nobody but, back. Right, he could have just been
0: yeah, he could have just been petty. I'm like, good luck. You know? yeah. Naruto <laughs> lucked out
1: on that one, man. Big yeah. time. But yeah, yeah, dude, it's just uh I so w- when I'm watching anime. My thing is the fight scenes. Like the fight scenes gotta be good, man. If if, if the animation not there, nine times out of ten, I'm I'm probably not gonna watch it. There are some special cases where I do, but man, I it gotta have action. Like I don't.
0: I think that stems from all the Dragon Ball Z you've been watching, bro.
1: <laughs> and that's why I like it so much too. There's so much action, dude. I mean, but. Like, back then, though, it was – with Dragon Ball Z, bro, it's, like, 50 episodes of, okay, you watching people go to the planet, train, and then, like, five episodes of them fighting. Yeah, yeah. But, dude, when they were fighting, oh, my gosh, man, it's –
0: I think that's the just one hell. thing that made Dragon Ball Z so good, though. Because it wasn't... It, no matter the st- I, lo- I love the story, but the fight scenes, like, mattered. It was, like, always life and death type shit. Yeah. Like, even, like, when Krillin and, and Gohan fought the Ginyu Force, like, you felt, like, terrified for them because they're not the strongest characters. And then they're teaming yeah. up with Vegeta, of all people, during that time especially. <laughs> and then, like, you're just like, yo, when is Goku going to get there? <laughs> Like this dude is still on his way to Namek. bro. Come
1: on, man. <laughs> and then when he finally gets there, okay, now he gotta go in the in the uh little thing to heal up. I forget what they call it, but oh he yeah, the, heal the, up. the little
0: chamber thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, while they I, were. I, I was Frieza. really upset about that. After they fought Ginyu, and then they spent all that time he spent all that time healing, and then Piccolo, Vegeta, Gohan Kremlin, they're struggling against Frieza.
1: Bro, <laughs> oh my gosh. I was like, come on, but. But you know what, though, that that also makes the fight scenes that much more enjoyable. Because if you were, like, a little kid like me, because I'm just thinking back then, I was, like, eight years old, nine years old, and I'm watching this, right? And the buildup is insane because you're watching, like, 20 episodes of, like, All this stuff setting up and everything. And finally, when the fight happens, you're like,
0: let's go. Yeah. Like like, the moments are like, when Goku finally arrives, it's a huge, it's a huge deal, right? Because, like, when Frieza got to that final form and pretty much killed Vegeta, it's like, yo, Vegeta's out. That's it. Like, yeah, dude. Like the other characters, as much as we love Piccolo and Gohan and Krill, like, you knew that those fuckers were going to (laughs) die unless Goku was there. Dang, doing nothing. Man. You know, and and that's how I, that's how I felt about. Um, do you remember that filler arc, the Garlic Junior saga, where Garlic Junior came back with the Spice Boys, and it was just strictly Gohan Krillin, and Piccolo. You you remember yeah. that where where, where Garlic Junior like spread that gas around Earth and they became like vampires or some shit. It was like a, it was a small little filler arc. Garlic
1: Junior is was that in a?
0: He was a movie guy? villain. He was a movie villain, and then they turned. Was it he into, silver? That Who little he? ball head, and then he like he'll grow into like he he's the one that was immortal. He's that little like dwarf looking character, and then when he powered up, he got to like this big blue huge body and shit.
1: I think I think I do remember that person. Yeah, he was like silver, he looked almost yeah. silver or something.
0: Like, like he had like pointy ears, and yeah, he just had beef with Kami the whole time. <laughs> like, Dude. Yeah. yeah, so that that arc I remember this specifically because I was still in first grade. I remember coming home and it was it's a filler arc, so like Dragon Ball Z filler arcs I liked because it made it, it made sense to where like it's still kind of intertwined with the story but it wasn't yeah. canon. So like that arc was just Gohan, Krillin, and Piccolo fighting Garlic Jr. and, and, and there's no Goku, there's no Vegeta. It's just strictly the Earth the Earth heroes. Dude, as a kid watching that shit, I was frightened. I was like, yo, because because if Piccolo dies, it's game over. Yeah,
1: you're like, who's gonna who's gonna stop this guy?
0: Yeah. Uh... So like I, I I still remember like watching it as a kid and I was like yo man like it, it was terrifying to see like the heroes that you knew were strong but not strong enough and then like again and, and we're growing up with Gohan right as as adults now we're pretty much like Gohan's age we we grew up with Gohan so you're putting we're putting ourselves in his shoes like what if we were Gohan fighting these big like muscular villains like
1: he's Dude, a kid I imagine it. I couldn't imagine it. Hey, remember, he used to cry all the time. Yeah. Right? <laughs> he used to cry
0: dude, all the time. That's why, like, to this day, I don't get <laughs> mad when... I don't get mad about Gohan's powers. Because, like, people are all like, Gohan got dead dirty. He, he, he could be better, this and that. I'm like, dude, if you really look at it, if I was Gohan, I wouldn't want to fight anymore either. Like, yeah. I would hate to fight if I was, like, an adult. Because you do that your whole life from being four years old till now. So...
1: Everywhere you go is like, oh, somebody's trying to destroy the earth now. Is it is one yeah. thing after another? Go and, and imagine the training that he went through, being as young as he was with Piccolo, bro. Yeah, running from dinosaurs and stuff, having yep. to like kill them and fend for himself and figure out to, bro. He went through a lot, man.
0: Yeah, I would, I would definitely like just be like, fuck it. I want to live in a regular yeah. life, <laughs> exactly. Like, yeah, like, and and you know, I I, I think that's a big like. I don't want to say controversial, but it's a definitely it's definitely a topic for Dragon Ball Z fans because you got, you got the Gohan the diehard Gohan fans. Like especially with the with the latest movie that came out this year. Yeah. I honestly was not a big fan of it. I I, I felt like they just pushed it so that Gohan and Piccolo could be up there. Yeah. There was no true story build to it. But it's definitely I mean it, it even the it even's the playing field for sure. I just I didn't like how they they went about it. It's like Yeah. All right, Gohan, you and Piccolo got New, new, new power ups. You guys are up there with Goku, and Vegeta now. It's like it felt very rushed. Yeah,
1: like, like like you said, the they didn't really build on that story too much. You know, it, it could have been done. It, it could have, you could have taken a little bit more time, uh, planned it out a little bit more, built up the story more, and even added that into like maybe Super built yeah. up to it and then rele- release the movie there. Yep. You know. Um, Probably would have been a lot better that way. But yeah, like you said, I feel like they just wanted Gohan and Piccolo to be up there really fast and this was their way of doing it. They're like, hey, we're gonna do this. He's gonna get that power up. And then boom. And I mean, even like when he got that mad too, it was kind of it was almost fluky in a sense. You know, it's like so and so hurt Pan. What? Ah! Nah, now nah, I'm just beast mode now. I was like
0: Uh, Yeah, I I mean, it's his kid, but it's just it it didn't have like that authenticity to where like when he was a kid seeing Piccolo get hurt from Frieza, you know? Yeah, seeing that you remember like when when Frieza was like in his alien form going off on Piccolo, like shooting the the finger beams, and then Gohan shot shot after him. He's like, I loved Gohan's like blow up scenes like that where he authentically got mad because there was because Piccolo was gonna die, and it, it didn't feel like that with him and his daughter. Yeah. It, it just, it, it just. I mean, really, like a, his daughter could have, like. a like, device, but then, like, it's just, it wasn't, eh, it wasn't convincing to me.
1: Dude, it's, I think what takes away from it was the lack of danger that his daughter was actually in. She could have left whenever she wanted to. Yeah. You know, but, but like, like Piccolo said, hey, we're going to play along, we're, <laughs> you know, we, we want Gohan to, I want Gohan to get really mad and get stronger. So we got to make it seem like you're in danger, you know? So it just kind of takes away.
0: Kind of like a prank.
1: Um, it's a prank, bro. It's a yeah. prank. <laughs> I, I think that's why it seems like so fluky in yeah.
0: A sense.
1: yeah, they did trick him. Yeah, he got mad. But it doesn't hit like, it don't hit like when, when, when Frieza threw Krillin up in the air and killed him in front of Goku. Yep. It don't hit like that. Yeah, you know, so I I think I think that was, that's that's <laughs> definitely one issue with that right there.
0: <laughs> but yeah, dude, um, you know we're we're a little over hour and a half in, man. The Clark, I I really enjoy talking Dang, with. Dang, already
1: was fast. <laughs> I know.
0: I mean, like, dude, like I would love to have you back on another episode, man. Like, I I I think you know now that we've got this out the way, where we can get fans to know you. Now we could just the next time you're on it'd be more more easy going you know like yeah like my my first episodes with guests man it's always more so like an introductory type thing like whenever i I have new guests i I want the focus to be on you that's why it's always about like your art or your craft or what you do but now that i've had you on this episode when you do come back on another episode we could just bullshit and talk about (laughs) whatever like we could we could like debate about something if you want to but like all in all, man, Clark, thank you so much for your time. And I, I really appreciate this. I, I already knew from the get go at the moment, like where Michael was trying to, my cousin, Michael was trying to get us to be on this podcast. Yeah. or Do this podcast episode together. I, I already knew this was going to be good. I, that's, why I was so excited for this one. Um, but yeah, man, I, I can't wait to see what more you've got in store for your artwork, man. Like I'll have all your social links in the, uh, show notes and stuff, but you know, before we do anything, how, how can fans reach you if they want to?
1: So, um, definitely, uh, you can hit me up on IG um, too many underscore art by Clark, and that's uh, the number two M M N Y underscore art by Clark on IG, and then uh, on YouTube and TikTok, is just art by Clark.
0: And again, I- I'll have that. I'll have that on the show notes uh, description as well, so you could follow Clark on all those uh, platforms as well. Um. You know, man. Like before, I, I wrap things up again, dude. Like I, I just want to say thank you, dude. Like this, this was a great episode for sure. I I really enjoyed this. I hope you did too. Um, I'll let you know when this drops. I'm gonna try to at least get this out the same week. Uh, I dropped Victor's episode, so it'll be yeah. not so much back to back, but it'll be like a few days apart. Okay. Um, but but yeah, man, dude. I I I'd love to have you back on again, dude. Maybe sometime ne- next year, like early february or something or before you you start hitting up cons you know like you can talk about that you know um but yeah man that i this is pretty much it dude thank you so much man i really yeah you're
1: you're welcome man and uh i i'm happy to be on whenever so uh hey just hit me up let me know like hey this time worked good for you or whatever we'll figure it out and i can come back on because i really enjoyed it uh I, i really appreciate you for having me on here Great discussion. So I'm I'm down anytime,
0: man. All right, man. You heard it from Clark. Uh, this has been another episode of Spoiler Force Podcast, episode 137. So make sure you like, share, and subscribe to Spoiler Force. Make sure you follow Clark on those platforms, on those social media platforms. Go check out his artwork and make sure if you do see him at conventions, go buy his stuff or get commissions done by him. I've I have a few things of my own. And uh yeah, thank you guys so much and have a great day. Y'all take care. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to give a review and rate Spoiler Force Podcast. If you want to get all Spoiler Force updates or even peeks at behind the scenes, you can join the Spoiler Force Discord community. And if you'd like to show support, give tips, recommendations, sponsorships, or any collaborations, you can email me at rickyvang92 at gmail.com.